every college team, every high school team has a natural hitter on the team. Um, actually, I've actually seen a team or two that don't really have a natural hitter because they're the whole lineup hits the same way and they have their swings are broken up. There's no flow. There's pauses and all sorts of things. But the point is, is that generally there's a player on your team. As I'm talking to you now, as you're listening to the sound of my voice, every team, your team has a natural hitter. And the tendency for generations is to, is to talk about that hitter in the, in the, in a way that says he's special and, Okay, that's fair to say that. He is special. And, but as you remember your career, you and I and everybody else who's played, who's come up the ranks and got a taste of even pro ball, or maybe not, but still, uh, you heard from your coaches and everybody's hitting with the same information. And so there's this sentiment, there's this idea out there in the ether um, in the in the mainstream hitting community that everybody has the same information. As, as a matter of fact, when you speak with the guy who seems to have figured it out and he's not a mechanical robot anymore and you feel like, you know, you're not making any progress and you ask him certain things, he's going to basically have the same information that you have and it, it's almost hard to draw anything else out of it because he probably isn't aware of anything else that he's doing other than what he was taught and what you were taught. So, so in that case, it's like, well, he knows everything. I know everything. We all know everything. And the only people that play in the big leagues are freaks. So, you know, you're going to go as high as you, your ability level allows you. And that's bottom line. There are way too many moving parts. There are way too many variables to get um, into it and to discuss it and to break it down way too far. In most cases, that's true. What happens is, is you'll, um, um, as a coach, um, I, I, see, I see all the time, and I would say this maybe myself at when I was younger, um, and certainly as I retired from the major leagues, I as soon as I was a coach and I had to begin to formulate and articulate the concepts that I knew to be true, it was difficult. And I also had to fight against things that I thought were true. And I had to make up my mind and decide whether it's true or not. I mean, I had to have the awareness to say, well, maybe it wasn't true, even though I had believed it my whole career. And so What's commonly said about your number three hitter is, well, I wouldn't show anyone else to hit the way you do because you're natural and you do it your way. I would, I would teach the rest of the team to hit a certain way. Now, if we're honest, that other way of teaching the rest of the team is ultra conservative. It's robotic. It's very mechanical. And it's through a bunch of words, buzzwords that could mean anything. And what ends up happening is, is that guys will reach certain levels, you know, higher levels than others. Certain guys will reach higher levels than others because 
they they will accumulate or be awake in their mind becomes awake and aware of more of the big picture. Now, they still think that the buzzwords are right, but they're more aware of what their job is. They know what their job is, so they know what they're doing. But the fact of the matter is, is that we take that number 300 and say, well, uh, you know, I'm not going to show everyone how to hit like you because if everyone did, there's this feeling if, hit, if you hit like a natural hitter that it's all or nothing. Because when, when, when we hit soft toss, if you were completely free to hit soft toss, that's what the feeling of a natural hitter is. And I don't mean hitting soft toss where you're trying to actually hit like you would in the game and then you're hitting soft toss like you would hit in the game because you hold back. You, you kind of lock yourself up a little bit because you're trying to hold your position. You're trying not to get strung out. You're trying to not go forward. You're trying to not um, uh, be long. And so, but if you were just hitting underhand and seeing, trying to see how far the ball would go and you, 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 you didn't have to play competitive baseball anymore, it was just slow pitch underhand softball, man, you'd let it go. You wouldn't be so concerned with all the, you know, what you had to, to, to do to be successful in a game. Because what you've learned throughout your career is that being natural, it doesn't work enough and when you are natural there's so many problems that happen or that occur that you end up having to control uh, find ways to control your body and to put put to really to put the emergency brakes on almost every lever system in the in in your body in order to make it work in a game so that you can control yourself and and a natural hitter doesn't do that a natural hitter knows how to shorten his timelines in every one, in every category of the lever systems and in every, every part of his, his machine that generates energy, every part of his machine that helps him uh, stay on the ball and hit through the ball, every part of it that finds an, an, an axis and is able to rotate around, around a single point. He finds ways to shorten those timelines, to shorten everything so that he's able to have more time to see the ball, let it travel. He knows where he wants the ball to come to, just like in soft toss. You don't get strung out in soft toss because the, the ball is coming from a closer distance and you can feel the space between you and the tosser. And because you can feel that, you have a better idea of when the ball is going to get there. So you don't get strung out. Now, how, how does this relate to what I teach with the 12 touchstones? Okay. At, you know, the way the mainstream would believe is that there's too many variables. There's way too many moving parts. There's no one who can really spell it out for us. Okay. Now let me just fill you in on something. If I could go back with all the research that I've done, and, and the hundreds and thousands of players that I've worked with and transformed. If I could go back in time to show myself what, what I have learned and the experience that I've gained from, from the 30 years in, in, in pro ball and the 10 years in big leagues, if I could go back in time and teach my young self, a young high school player, 
everything that I know, would I forego that? Would I say, no, I don't want to, I don't want to teach myself those things because they would probably be over my head. They'd be too advanced and it would make me think too much. It would make me, um, you know, it would be over sensory and that's a lie. That's not the truth because the information that I've gained over the years is how to solve problems naturally, how to find the natural solutions through timing, the natural timing solutions for a natural swing flow. So if you're a hitter with a natural swing flow, what you need is to not put the emergency brake on everything. You need to find out what these natural solutions are. And what that takes is, is to learn what the big picture is. And what I've done with the 12 touchstones is I've broken it down into 12 critical areas. And the touchstones are the action steps, the do's, not the don'ts, the do's, things that we do. Our brain doesn't work with the don'ts. Uh, don't do this. Your, your mind doesn't, doesn't process that. I could give you an example, but let's just assume that you, do, that, that you understand. It works on what, this is what you do. This is what you focus on. So these 12 touchstones are 12 action steps that you, that you do. And within those 12 areas, there's lots more inside of each one. There's lots more things that you can learn. But what I've given you here is the freedom for people to, for self-discovery, for people to discover their own things. Now, of course, I have more solutions in each one of those and I will teach those. But what's important is to understand that I've taken the time to art articulate these solutions to not only find the problem to not to, to not only figure out all the variables that we're facing or most of them the ones that I can come up with I have found not only training routines and exercises and ways to get stronger, ways to get quicker, ways to get more, more body control, but ways to use your swing, swing levers properly, to ways to be more efficient, to get your bat in the zone longer. All the things, I've worked it out so that you can learn through the drills that I've come up with, but there, you have to be perfect when you train. As I developed my swing later in my career, it was flawless okay i mean if i didn't hit the balls because of my timing um and right now my swing's pretty darn good but you know obviously i'm, I'm not as elastic and i'm not as quick so obviously you know i can't react at the speeds that i could when i was in my 20s but the fact is is that they're they're swinging the bat and they're hitting the ball and we we can certainly get our swing down so that it's flawless and has flow but then we have to be able to assemble it, to put it together, to synchronize it together with the idea of hitting the ball. Well, that number three hitter on your team has figured that out. He's figured out how, how to have a pretty good swing, but I guarantee he has a lot of things that he does in his swing that are inefficient, that are inefficient. And most, and most of the mainstream hitting community would look at that hitter and think, the things that he does that look awkward or weird are probably the things that allow him to make the connection between the swing and the timing. When in fact, that's, that's not 
That's not the truth. It may be for the player it at that moment because he's not enlightened enough. He's not aware enough to make the connection. But I have discovered way a way to communicate those answers. And I want to give those to you. I mean, this is something that you need to know. I mean, there are guys out there that are teaching things from the mainstream, giving you information that you've heard over and over and over, and they've organized it in 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 ways that uh, you know seem nice. They seem like there's solutions there, but when it comes to actually solving your problems, it gets fuzzy and cloudy, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work consistently enough, and it may work a little bit, but the fact is there's some major, major problems. What I've done is I've gone through those issues in the 12 touchstones, which covers every aspect of the swing, the tangible and the abstract, the figurative, and the uh, the things that you, like the natural movements that you do in every other thing that you do. If you were going to reach into the car and grab a, a, a bag of groceries and then rotate your core and hand them to someone else, what have you done? You have, you, you know, from your backside, you've grabbed something and then you shift your weight and you rotate and you, 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 know, you rotate up over your front side and you hand them whatever. Your, that, for example, your core is free to rotate through your transfer. If you don't transfer, your core gets stuck, you get stuck, and then you start entertaining the idea of rotating your lower body. And that's where things become ridiculous. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that your lower body isn't open a little bit. What I'm saying sometimes, when I hit an outside pitch and it and it travels a little bit further, when I land, maybe my front foot's gonna be a little bit open on a forty five, but I'm gonna be my hips are gonna be a lot more square as I hit it deeper. But if I get a ball on the inside, when I land, my hips are going to be a couple degrees open. Okay, so all I'm doing is I'm landing in a better position to hit that pitch. But when I take a swing at it, what's going to free me up is not the the hips being open. What's going to free me up is that I'm transferring while I'm I'm hitting the ball and while I'm swinging. Because if I get my weight into the ball, then my bat is in lag, and I can hit I can hit an inside pitch right at me. And keep it fair, especially if, if my head's in position and all sorts of things. So I didn't really want to talk about the technique, but what I'm saying, I'm using that as an example. The lag comes from the fact that you're actually, you can't separate your transfer, your weight transfer from your swing. You, you shift your weight with your swing. It happens. Not only that, you have to coordinate your stride and your weight shifter, your stride in your transfer. And so if you want to tie a bow around that idea, you coordinate your stride and transfer, and then you have, and then you coordinate that with your swing flow so that it, your bat almost swings itself. Now, how many players hit like that? Very few, because if they do that, they're all or nothing. They can do it in soft toss. They can, they can take a nice flowing swing where the bat swings itself in soft toss, Yet they can't do that in the game because they can't have a free and easy swing and synchronize the speed of the pitch and actually let the ball travel to the spot they want it to. 
the ball will get by him or they'll they'll be out front. They'll be they'll be just waving at the ball and they'll be all strung out. They'll lose their posture. They'll they'll do their their upper, upper body it will get into a, the pike position and they'll lose, they'll fling their body forward and look ugly and and uh, lose their axis of rotation. All sorts of things that happen. Instead, there's ways to train so that never happens. There's ways to train so that you actually train your body so that you learn how to reach as far as you possibly can while maintaining a perfect swing. How about that? I mean, you not only have to learn how to swing and hit a ball that's right at the spot that you want it, but you have to learn how to reach as far as you possibly can, and then that becomes your limit, and then that's it. You don't even consider breaking down and letting your posture flail you forward and lose your axis of rotation. And it's, it's a very simple drill. These are the types of things I want to show you. I want to show you how natural hitters solve their problems. And, you know, what I was, I was a natural hitter, and uh, yet there were things, the buzzwords, the information that I thought were true. Um, I had to actually overcome them as a coach to realize that, hey, this can't be true. It's not true. And in no world could this be true because it's not natural. It's not a natural movement. So why did I believe it? Well, I believed it because part of it's true. It's like, wait back. Well, wait back. You're just saying let the ball travel or you're early or you look like you're out front or you look like you're strung out. You could say wait back for a lot of reasons. Who knows? There's not enough time to explain when a coach says wait back because usually the next, 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 you know, he's throwing the next ball. So what happens is, is that you know, you have to learn the context. And only the players who can figure this out on their own, who can learn the context on their own and see the big picture, more of the big picture, figure it out. So what I've done with the 12 touchdowns, um, starting with your setup and your uh, setup and your posture, your I'm going to kick your ass posture versus I'm going to get my ass kicked, and being able to maintain that posture throughout your swing, without breaking it down, uh, learning how to line up your levers and learn how to swing and always get lined up to never get stuck, you know, uh, to never, you know, to, to actually figure out the solution to where people say, you got to get your hands moving to figure that out. I'm going to teach you the secrets of this, the ride in stride. You're going to learn how to, Ride from your backside under control and you use that while you're filtering the motion of the pitcher. And then you're going to reach that point where you let the commitment happen after release and then you, you lean to the speed and you hammer the sucker. You let the ball travel and you hammer it. Without any emergency brakes set, everything's free and easy to flow. You're going to learn all the areas that you have to deal with and cope with, all the variables that you have to deal with in your timing, synchronizing the pitcher. Now, this is just synchronizing the pitcher. But you need to know these things. You need to know them because if you're struggling and all you do is make mechanical adjustments, when really you're just, just not coping with the pitcher or you're not, maybe you're, you're over-focusing on something that you shouldn't be. You're not picking the ball up out of the guy's hand, not for the reasons that you think, for other reasons. 
um, you know, you, you don't look for where the ball is going to come out, even though you do that intuitively, you do that instinctually, you do that with your automatic mind, with your subconscious. But if you over-focus on where, you can still be surprised if you don't know when the ball's coming out. Now I say that because how long have you been playing catch? Since you were five years old? Since when? Think, think back. How long have you been playing catch? And how many times have you thought to yourself, okay, I better look for his release point area because that's where it's coming. So I'm going to look at his hat and then then when it's time, I'm going to look over where he releases it. No, you, you don't even care about that. You don't even look at anything. You could be looking at the ground. You're You're talking to your friend next to you. And you don't think about any of that. It doesn't even come to your mind because your subconscious is taking control. Because you've turned it over to your subconscious. And you are focusing on when the ball is going to be released instead of where. You already know where. Your subconscious knows where. If you've seen one ball being released, you know where it is. Your conscious mind might not be able to remember after one pitch, but your subconscious mind knows. And even if it doesn't, you'll simp- if you know when, your eyes will simply follow your arm out and see it. But it's not going to follow your arm through your whole throwing motion. You're going to get strung out, and you're- that is way too long of a timeline. Okay, so I didn't want to get into the technique. That's not the point. The point is you're going to find the solution so that you're not changing your mechanics when you're having a timing problem or you're having with a coping with the pitcher problem and you're not uh, uh, changing where you want to hit the ball when you really just have a mechanical problem or you're losing the barrel, your swing's a little bit too long. You don't want to be changing your setup or your stance simply because you're not letting the bat fall into the shoulder slot the right way. Well, you need to know what those are. Not only that, not only do you need to know the knowledge, but you need to understand what the drills are so you, you can train, train perfectly. Because as we all know, the buzz phrase, practice will not make perfect. It's perfect practice makes perfect. So you have to learn how to train perfectly. In order to do that, you have to learn the big picture, big picture concepts so that you understand the context in which you're you're, you're training it and what you're trying to accomplish. And then what's the plan behind it? You need to see the big picture. I mean, if you're trying to, if you were in a tunnel and you'd never seen a pickaxe and your buddy was really good at digging holes with a pickaxe and you saw him swing the pickaxe and he showed you how to use it and he swung, swung it for a few minutes that's about all you'd need because you'd grab that thing and you'd start swinging it and you would be pretty good at it within a couple of minutes of watching. I mean, yeah, you gotta, you have to go experientially and try it. That will never change in every part of baseball and every part of hitting. You have to go experientially try it and hit, which is why ultimately if you understand context, you understand the true movements, you understand what natural movements are. And if you build your routines the correct way, if you build your drills the right way, if you build your rehearsals the right way, then they, the natural movements are automatic. You'll automatically make your natural movements or your technique will become natural. And also because it's natural, it will also be in your subconscious. 
burned in your to your subconscious. You won't be you won't have to think about the movement with your conscious mind. It'll simply be one more layer. It will be one more layer among you know countless layers that make up the whole. You're learning a dance. The dance has a lot of steps. You got to learn all the layers. When you learn them all, you don't think what you're doing. It's like the concert pianist and his fingers are moving a million miles an hour. He's not thinking what he's doing. He's learned it in layers. And his subconscious mind is just allowing it to happen. Well, that's what you do. But you have to find a way through repetition, learning it perfectly. That's what this will do for you. I'm going to give you these answers, these solutions. How to approach, how does a major leaguer think? How does he stay on the ball? How does he have a five-foot range? You know, he could hit a ball off the tee, two feet behind it, and three feet in front of it. You know, how does he do that? Well, he can do that because it's a dynamic move. He's not just in one place. He's striding, and he's... You know, he's got a weight shift into the ball and he's staying, he's staying on it, but you got to know how to do that. Well, I'm going to show you how to do that. And I made it the 12 touchstones because sure, there are things within each of the touchstones that refine those movements even more, that bring added clarity to what you're doing. But the point is, is if you just know the 12, if you, if, you, if you just focus on the 12, it's very easy to see what's wrong with a hitter when he comes to you. It's very easy to analyze what's going wrong or what's going right. And then once you've analyzed it, you're able to diagnose what he needs to do or what's, what's hurting him. Now, that's generally how he thinks about it, which you have no control over. So you have to be creative enough to be able to explain what's going on and then give him a solution. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the ability to learn the process, to learn my process so that you have the ability to go to a player and, and analyze him and then diagnose him and let him know what's wrong so that he can begin thinking about the solutions. Because ultimately, you and I can do the same thing, but we may experience it differently. We may feel it differently. And so I can't tell you, try this, do this, try that, because if your brains don't work that way, it may not be what you need to feel. You need to decide what you, you need to feel. So you need the solutions. You need the answers. You need the big picture and you need the context. And if you have that, and then you need to know how to rehearse it, because as soon as it gets to that last rehearsal, it is now automatic and become a layer and it's in your subconscious and you don't have to think about it anymore and the problem is solved so simply the 12 touchstones in each of the touchstones there's really a 13th touchstone which has to do with the plan but what i've done is integrate that within each of the touchstones because it's not enough to know what all the movements are and and all the timing movements not only is there a thread of timing that goes through all the touchstones there's also a thread of the plan that goes through all the touchstones and um, so this is something that you don't want to miss you don't want to miss the opportunity to be certified and to to get this information because it's absolutely, if you speak to any one of the coaches that go through the course, they're absolutely blown away, absolutely transformed in the way they think 
They solve problems completely different and they're creative and they're not using my words. They're using their own. They're using their own because they understand it. It's like a teacher who's already learned the information and he gets to decide how he's going to present it. You know, we're encouraging our coaches to use some of the same, same words and same terminology, but ultimately you have to use whatever words and terminology you need to use in order to, to convey the concept to the player. And then um, what we do as a group is we share that with the group and so that we all benefit from it. But these 12 touchstones simplify this process so you can actually analyze and diagnose and then create an action plan full of the do's, not the don'ts, the do's. Now, the mainstream hitting community has infiltrated the buzzwords and, the, and put myths and those are all the don'ts. Those are all things that if you were to focus on those things, you couldn't hit. And that's what holds players back. There's there's a, a sentiment that if you get to the big leagues, it's because you're a freak. Now, okay, there is some athletic ability. But at some point, I don't care how athletic you are, you're not going to get to the big leagues if you don't have the awareness of what I'm going to teach you. If you do not discover and become aware of the things that I'm going to teach you, you cannot make it to the big leagues. It just won't happen, no matter how athletic and talented you are. And so it's exciting because it's really, we need a paradigm shift in the hitting community. The pitching, what's happened in the last you know, couple decades with pitching? The pitching has embraced athleticism and natural movement. And therefore, shoot, the pitchers are now throwing in the mid-90s. Everybody is. Everybody's throwing. That, that, that was unheard of. I mean, a guy throwing 91 was a first-round draft pick in the 80s, and, and he was a freak. Shoot, now the 91 is a dime a dozen. It's because they're being taught to, to train, to learn how to be athletes out there. Well, hitters are being trained to lock themselves up so that they don't do anything wrong. And they become counterpunchers. They become guys that, you know, are backed up against the wall, fighting three guys, trying to fight them off. What, I, what I'm going to teach you through the, the 12 touchdowns, and that simplifies it. So there's not very many things. And then as you grow and mature through the understanding of the natural movements, you can add to those in each category. I want you to learn how to be like a sniper who sits and lays in wait. And when he gets his pitch, he doesn't miss it. He doesn't miss his mark. And somebody asked me, well, what, what's a major league hitter? I mean, what, what's, what's the definition of a major league hitter? And I remember telling him, I go, you know, well, it's when everybody knows. And he goes, what do you mean? I go, well, it's when your manager knows, your coaches know, the other pitcher certainly knows, your teammates know, shoot, everybody knows. That when you get a pitch in your zone to hit, and everybody knows where your zone is, but when you get a ball in that zone, you don't miss it. You're going to do some serious damage. And you're also able to lean and put balls into that zone as well. You have a little flexibility there. So this is a can't miss. This is something that you do not want to miss. Come and get certified so that we can change and open your minds to the 
process of learning natural hitting to become natural hitters. I mean, how long do you get players for? You get four years as a college coach, four years as a high school coach. And as a professional coach, you get about four years. What do you want to do in the, in that time? I mean, well, the coaches that I know and work with want to make an effect. They want to have a change. They want to, they want to transform their players and give them all the information they, they, they need in order to, to develop and, and mature and to become great hitters. I would assume that's what you want to do. If it's not, then this isn't for you. This is for this certification and, and the mastermind course is for coaches that want the information. They want the truth once and for all. They want to get the truth from someone who's been there from a silver slugger award winner. I've been there. I know what to do. I, I didn't play as well as I could. I don't think anybody plays as long as they want and they don't play as good as they want. It's because they don't have all their awareness while they're playing in a small window while they're playing. So if I could go back in time and tell myself, do you think I would? Of course I would. I wouldn't say, you know, I wouldn't plug my ears and go, la, 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 don't talk to me because that's going to confuse me. No, because I present it in a way where you don't get confused. I present it in a way where you don't think too much. As a matter of fact, you don't think at all. You just understand the big picture. You understand the drills you're supposed to be doing, how to train, how to do your pregame routine, and how to find a last-minute rehearsal in order to know exactly where you're going and exactly what you're doing. This is a this is a can't miss, guys. This is something that will absolutely change your your career as a coach. You want to be the 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 guru at your school at your college. You want to be the guy that everyone looks up to. This will absolutely change your status as a as a hitting coach in your community. Change your status as the guru hitting coach in your community. And when people call for lessons and and they want to know who you are or they want to know someone in your area, we'll, we'll refer them to you. I'm excited to give this. This is something that I wish I had while I was playing. I was fortunate enough to be aware enough. I had more awareness maybe than the next guy. It wasn't the physical talent. We all were talented. I mean, I look at guys, 6'3", great talent. They're just great basketball players, great athletes. And I think they have plenty of, they have more more than enough ability. They just don't know what they're doing. They're counter punchers. They're hitting, they're letting the ball get on them and they're fighting it off. They have no idea how natural hitters hit. And, and what they hear from the mainstream hitting community supports this counter punching mechanical solutions instead of natural hitting and timing solutions, natural swing flow, natural timing, understanding the variables, how to shorten your timelines, and then understanding what your goal is, what your job is, and how to keep focused, how to zone, what that means, how to picture what you want to get before you get it, how to do that, how to actually do that so that when you don't get it, you freeze. What is that called? That's called discipline. When you don't swing in a pitch out of your zone, that's called discipline. Why would you ever freeze on a ball that's in your zone? Well, only one reason. You, you were surprised by it. Well, I'm going to teach you how to never be surprised 
so that you can teach your players how to never be surprised at a pitch in their zone. There's no reason why you should be sitting there as a coach, frustrated as as all get out, watching your team about halfway through the year, and you're sick and tired of guys getting pitches right down the middle, and they either they don't swing or they foul it off. I bet you're sick and tired of that. And, you know, you're giving them all the information. You know, you're you're telling them, you know, be aggressive. Say, but you know, I'm sure you're saying a lot of great things. But those missing components are things that I've researched over 30 years, and I've done it, and I've been there. So if you're getting your information from someone who hasn't made it, who hasn't been there, you don't know if it's right or not. I mean, how many times did you uh, – swing the bat at home and think you had it and you went to the ballpark and it didn't work all the time. That happened all the time. Shoot, it happened to me. But I know what works at the big league level. And there's a, you know, there, there are 9,000 others in the history of major league baseball. And that's it. Who understand what it takes to go all the way. And there's very few now, I'm not saying that you have to be a major league player that you had to have played. As a matter of fact, all you have to be able to do is swing the bat at fungo speeds and understand how to do things in slow motion almost because I'm going to teach you the drill. The drills don't have to be performed at high speeds because the concepts, that, that, that's for the kids to do. That's for the young athletes. That's for them to do. It's their job to actually hit the ball. Uh, but I'm going to teach you the concept so that you can teach them, so that you can leave a legacy for them. And you may be satisfied with how you're doing. You may be giving them all the same information that you got and it only and had it you know, you know, how far did it get you? So you're going to give the same information or maybe a, another version of it. I want you to have all the information in front of you or as much information as, as there's available so that you can use your gift of creativity and your gifts of logic and reason and gifts as a teacher, as a coach, and bring more to the table for our group of coaches that are in a growing army that are that are accumulating across the country because we need to bring back natural hitting guys. If we're, we need to take over. We need to take over because the pitchers have decided to take over and hitters are getting blown away. Now there's always, you know, after talking to some of my friends who were really good major league players, uh, some hall of famers, some almost hall of famers. And I remember, you know, in conversations that we see each other several times a year at, card show signings and autograph things and stuff like that. But one common theme is that there's really only, and that they will say, and of course I say too, there's only really three or four good hitters, really good hitters on every major league team. I mean, guys may have great seasons and I consider, you know, I had some great seasons yet. I had seasons completely lost. I had good seasons, yet there were times during the season where I was completely lost. And that's ridiculous now that I know. 
it's silly to think that I was lost during those times, but it wasn't my fault because I just didn't know the information and there was no one to give me that information. But let's turn that around. And now we have a generation of coaches that get it. There's a generation of coaches that understand the solutions. So come join us. You do not want to miss this. Come join us. And we look forward to hearing from you. And put your name and email. And subscribe so that we can, so that we can let you know when the when when we open the doors when we open the cart to sign up for for the the natural hitting mastermind and certification course. You're you're gonna understand. You're you're gonna learn all about the touchstones, the touchstones, the do's, the anecdotes, the lessons that are passed down for 150 years. That unless you are a natural hitter and understand that, you don't understand the conversations that Hall of Famers and other major leaguers have with each other. I was talking to a Hall of Famer at, at an event not too long ago. And we had this great conversation about timing. I understood everything he was saying. and But I was thinking to myself, if someone else were to hear us, it, they would say, yep, it confirms they're freaks. Those guys are freaks. Because... Everyone else can't do what you're talking about, but they can because, or they can, they can approach those levels because I've worked it out. I mean, obviously I had to come up with words. I had to come up with, with a consistent set of, of terminology and I've chose words that work for the, to explain certain things. But I'm not. I'm not married to anything. I don't, to you know, any one way of saying something. I want you to be creative. I want to teach you, just like I want you to teach your hitters to be independent thinkers, to be problem solvers, to learn how to make adjustments on their own, learn how to have their own feel about and their own ideas about solving the problem. Because ultimately, your feel is not going to be the same as my feel. So I'm really excited about this, about helping you guys. And sharing this gift of insight and training and um, understanding and to enlighten you so that you can help your team transform. 